Hello and welcome to this week's roundup episode of the PPC Chat Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GMT. I'm your host, host Anu of MindSwan and Brain Labs now, um, and I use this platform to share not just my expert, but also um, not just the expert, but also my ideas and um, considered best best practice about paid search, especially automation, paid media, and my um, direction of where the digital industry is going, um, which is really a lot of automation, as you might have been, you know, hearing expression from our last um, last week's episode. Um, check that out. We um, did a bit of a rant and rave about how Google Ads has now. Um, yeah, further gone into hiding more search terms in the search query reports, including even key terms that convert. So yeah, Google going to automation, please, please stop that. Anyway, so if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry, or even just get my favorite scripts of the week, like, comment, and follow on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram on my handle, PPC, or just to see snippets and quotes from our previous podcasts, Follow our dedicated podcast Instagram page, PPC Chat Roundup. Um, so yeah, today totally, uh, yeah, today totally ran away with me, and um, I just about missed our excellent chat led by um, Julie Bacchini on the topic of Q4 expectations and plans. Now, how do I know there was an excellent chat? You ask, because they all are literally listen to like even previous episodes. They're all on our the Spotify um, on Spotify, Apple, um, iTunes, or even um, or even Google Podcasts, and even like several other podcast um, platforms if um you don't listen on either of those i'm trying to get on audible at the moment so if you guys are listening on audible please let me know as well that'll be really great um so yeah i'm sure as you've heard this it said a million times we are in unprecedented times um so yeah if but if anyone is going to know how to predict how this q4 is going to go in the world of paid media alone at least um yeah it is going to be our ppc chat experts um so yeah listen up but before we get into the juicy details and recommendations um we get our quiz of the week yeah huzzah <laughs> why did i say huzzah anyway well so what's our question when and we want the full date was Google Shopping introduced? Um, and bonus points if you can guess what the name it was originally given. It's actually quite an interesting name. I find it very funny. So when, when's the full date, was um, was Google Shopping introduced, like released, that we could actually do um, Google Shopping and bonus points if you can guess what the name it was, original, what was originally given. So yeah, answer will be at the end of this podcast. So listen up. So yeah, Julie um, welcomes us, say hello and thank you for joining me today. We're going to be talking about Q4 expectations and plans as we get ready to start Q4 2020 this week. But first, what is your favorite thing about fall? And um, yeah, for us, that's autumn. So literally a season before the coldest time of the year, winter. Um, I'm not sure yet. I feel like, yeah, it's still the, the colors. You get some nice leaves. I don't, you know, like, yeah, they, they announced, they start to start to turn orange. Is that right? Um, is that the right, right season? I'm thinking it's winter when they start really falling off, but it's still a nice, like, nice, like colors. 
um, during this time for us. And I'm really, really um, nervous to see what autumn does for all my plants because um, during lockdown, I got planned for in indoors, outdoors, started looking after loads of plants. And yeah, the uh, quite a few of the potted plants I have in my garden are not um, winter plants. They're definitely summer plants. So I feel we're not going to see much blooming coming out of them for a while um, anymore. Um, Julia uh, replies saying, I love the cooler weather. It was pretty hot and humid in Philadelphia this summer. And I start wanting to make comfort foods again, like soups, short ribs. Ooh, nice. I would normally also say the return of football, but the Eagles are so bad right now. I just can't. Yeah, I'll definitely say the comfort food. I can't wait to start eating um pies and um, um what's it like, lasagnas and just looks like thick pasta dishes. Really looking forward to that. Mark Saltarelli goes, hello, PPC chat fam. My favorite thing about fall is breaking out my sweater collection. Yes, this could be a big turtleneck. turtleneck. Yeah. Um, yeah, my Egyptian mom, <laughs> I call her, has made me like some nice scarf, an amazing blanket. So I'm ready, ready to be all like snuggled up in bed in the evenings, um, uh, at night even. Um, yeah, with, with, with the new, well, like, yeah, knitted stuff that I've got. Um, and yeah, Julie then re replies also the impending death of lantern, um, lantern flies. They are a plague. If they're not in your area yet, be thankful. Mm, well, definitely thankful that I do not even know what that is. Anyway, so Julie goes, let's get into it. Number question number one, how are you and your clients feeling going into Q4 2020? Optimistic, excited, nervous, stressed, pessimistic, all of the above. Um, for us, I'd say a bit excited and nervous. I think it's a mixture of those two. They've got, for me, you know, it's it's new times. I've just started with Brain Labs. It says we're coming to, uh, into my one month anniversary not too long ago. God, how, how does that time gone by so quickly? Um, and um, so, yeah, I'm a bit, a bit excited and nervous. The new things, we're putting a new marketing strategy together, what we're going to do. We're going to have, you know, audiences, um, new audiences that we've never targeted before, really like specifically targeted before. And, you know, I'm putting a plan of what, you know, channels that we're going to um, run through. So I'm really excited about that as well, but also nervous as to, you know, making sure, hoping that this really works out. Um, and then L Chase replies to question one saying a little bit of everything. I think there's some anxiety about inventory and potential shipping issues. There's also a lot of excitement around how well sales have gone this year in a big holiday season. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Anna Blanken. Replying to question one saying, I'm a bit pessimistic about Q4. September has been a good month, but I'm afraid of what the holidays this year will bring with traditional shopping likely to be at a minimum. But yeah, I don't know. Online shopping might pick it up. Julie Jen replies to question one saying, I don't have any e-com clients right now. So the attitude about Q4 is not quite as froth as it is with e-com in the mix. That being said, most are, I think, hoping to not have it to be terrible. Having it to be strong would be like a bonus. Um, Mark Saltarelli replies to question one saying, we're feeling swell all round. Obviously, who knows what's ahead, but my clients have been seeing excellent performance 
performance and we have a lot of upcoming growth opportunities for my clients um, and Cypress North. Um, I also um, I also will always be stressed. It's who I am, crazy person. <laughs> Don't be stressed, Mark. You know, chill. You know, work from a place of rest. Dara Denny replies to question one saying, there's a bit of uncertainty on both sides coming into Q4. The season seems more grand grandiose every year and this time is just feels like chaos steve gibson um pessimistic in reply to question one with threats of rolling lockdowns over the next six months a lot of businesses will i reckon throw in the towel Ugh, yeah when that starts extending if they do not have an online arm i can see why daniel vardy replies to question one saying optimistic and nervous it's also the election that adds to that yes depends on who your client is um and then yeah l chase replies to question one um l chase replies to mark's answer to question one when mark had said we're feeling swell all round. obviously who knows what's ahead but my clients have been seeing excellent performance and we have a lot of upcoming growth opportunities um l chase replies to that saying yes it has been a good year for e-com clients overall i think it's in our dna to be stressed about results mark replies my only e-com client is absolutely killing it and we are putting the pedal to the metal or whatever they say. I can't believe the results we're seeing. El Chase replies, yes, I keep asking for more spend for some of my clients. It feels great to see the revenue continuing to grow. Um, Mark replies to that all of my clients have increased budget and the e-com one is really pushing it. It's great to see the volume, but we've had to be careful with Google for obvious reasons. Um, so yeah, be careful with Google. Be careful about your search terms. RA last week's episode. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think like ecom would have had a good year, especially with people being um, indoors and yeah, really using a lot of online um, avenues and online shopping to yeah cure their their boredom and their stress. Julie replies to, uh, Julie then gives us question two saying, are you currently managing B2B, B2C or other types of accounts? Is the general feeling different um, by B2B or B2C? So yeah, now I am properly B2B now that I'm head of marketing at um, Bray Labs. So yeah, that's that's very interesting for me and um, to see how that's going to pan out for this season. Um, Sam does reply to question one saying all of the above. In my mind, 2020 is going to be the most volatile and challenging Q4 we've ever experienced. Ah, don't say that, Sam. In most years, just one of the half dozen volatile elements we're seeing would be enough to close some gray hair, to cause some gray hair, but all of them together is just, and um, there's a picture of Iron Man, um, a, a picture from Iron Man part one where things go boom <laughs> with, with Tony Stark just right in front of the blast. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Daniel Vardy replying to question two, saying managing both. The feeling varies by vertical this year. Some are um, some of our B2B has seen a large increase in digital, but were hurt by no conferences. Steve Gibson replies to question two, mainly B2C, straight B2C e-commerce. E-commerce seems generally resilient. Some B2B, especially those that involve face-to-face -face selling or implementation or are just dead um mark saltarelli replies to question two saying i only work with b2b clients so i can't speak for b2c uh, uh speak to b2b versus b2c i will say though that my b2b e-com client is much more stable or consistent than my b2b lead gen clients but both are doing exceptionally well um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Dwayne Brown replying to question two, saying our agency is 80% e-com, um, DTC, and 
depending on the last six months, determine how clients feel. Our SaaS B2B clients feel pretty good. Q4 can be a slower time for them. So the worst is behind us. Oh, that's nice. And then in response to question one, um, Kirk Williams goes, we're mostly optimistic and anticipatory over here about Q4. I see the election having a bigger potential impact on the market than COVID at this point. So I guess we'll see what happens there. El Chase replies to question two, saying 90% of my clients are e-com, but I do have a couple B2B. E-com is doing so well. It is hard to beat how they feel, but B2B is still doing well with some exceptions for places that serve Foot traffic. Julia Vice replies to question one saying very much a mishmash. Everything is happening all at once and we just called an election in this province. So I'm very much hurrying to launch, postpone and then launch again. Um, Sam, Sam replies to question one saying from a higher level, there's one an incredibly div- um, divisive election to the strong possibility of an extended conflict post-election. Ooh. Um, Three, a global pandemic with a likely second or third wave. Four, a severe recession. Five, Google's um, search query results and changes pummeling visibility. Facebook going crazy. Lord, that's a lot to to, um, take in. To Colin Slattery replies, I mean, but other than that, it's great. (laughs) Uh, And Julie replies to that. Also known as reasons I find myself awake at 3 a.m. Oh, yeah, no, I'm sleeping like a baby right now. And then Julie replies to question two saying, I'm primarily B2B at the moment. I'd say that um, they are all just kind of wary and some are definitely nervous about the election and its potential aftermath, as well as pandemic related issues. Julia Vice replies both mostly B2C, which is still pretty stagnant. Dara Denny replies to question two saying, I only work with B2C e-com accounts. We have a few B2B accounts as at the agency and while cyber season is a discussion, it's often not a long one. Cole Salzwich replies question one saying optimistic for the most part, seeing a really positive September for most of my clients despite recent happenings. A lot of my clients are sheltered from the COVID fallout, so an opportunity to remain creative. Um, and then, yeah, going on to question three, we've got Julie asking, in a normal year, we would be looking at year to year or year over year um, data to make plans for and measure performance in Q4. Are you planning to do this this year? If not, what are you doing instead? You know, I think that'll be a tricky one to look at because, yeah, this year is not going to look anything like last year. We are especially based on um the 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 few things that are happening only few things that are happening um that's mentioned um, that are affecting this year covid elections google updates facebook going crazy um this year is not really looking a lot like last year so i think it's just about um yeah just carefully measuring what's going on which i feel is what i did with my clients at the beginning when covid started happening it wasn't i think and i think it's the same thing we should be doing don't shut down activity see what's out there make sure you have something live because try to recover from you know just dead silence is a lot worse than you know than 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 picking up things or just slowing things down a little bit and seeing where the opportunity is David Bowden replies to question two saying B2B, which seems to be varied from industry to industry. The companies that are investing in digital channels seem to be doing well on the whole. Those search volumes for technical niches seem to be down in our niches anyway. 
um, L Chase replies to question three, saying there's a great quest that is a great question. This year has been crazy, so basing next year's budget on this year is tough to rationalize. I think it will be a mix of using 2019 data with this year to try and find what the reality will be. So yeah, maybe look into what 2019 for baseline is, but don't be surprised if it's totally off the mark as to what 2019 looked like. Um, Julia Vice replies to question three saying, right now we're looking at recovery. Year on year is still a business metric. So we can see if how we've returned to normal sales, see if or how we've returned to normal sales. Yeah, that's a fair point. But planning is much shorter term right now. Think Q1 plans rather than next year. Yeah, that's true. Mark Saltarelli replies to question three saying, for most of my clients, we have switched to looking quarter over quarter and month over month and it's been a much more helpful comparison performance is different from last year in far too many ways i imagine it would be definitely um and then yeah when well, chase replied to question three saying this is a great question this year has been crazy so basing next year's budget on this year is tough to rationalize um julia vice replies i mean from a budget standpoint it can't be based on last year because revenues are so down for many businesses um, Sam replies to question three saying year on year is pretty much useless as it as it um, as it POP as it pop. Um, so my solution is basically building a model of a of, of a prior um, that Q4 2020 will behave more like Q2 2020 did then layering on some election election year adjustments but it's all a guess so yeah again so my solution is basically building a model off of a prior um that q4 2020 will behave more like q2 2020 did then layering on some election year adjustments but it's all a guess yes which is a lot of ah uh, thing in the air things that we're doing at the moment Dari Danny replies to question three saying we're still looking at year on year data, but we're cross analyzing it with growth or losses that have happened as, res as a result of the pandemic. Fund many of my clients business boomed during this time. I'm interested to see if that growth is sustainable year on year or if we dip back. Um, Cole Salzwich replies to question two, saying mainly B2B, only one B2C client. As mentioned in um, answer, my answer to question one, most of my B2B clients are essential and relatively sheltered from pandemic-related items, but there is a lot more than a pandemic coming down the pipeline. Um, and then, yeah, I've got John Kagan replying to question one, saying case by case, those in CPG are stocked, finance, luxury goods, not so much. Andrea Cruz replies to question two, saying only B2B and thinking how to spend budget more efficiently as people start taking their days off. Yeah, people will be taking very much advantage of that holiday, even though they can't go anywhere. And then, yeah, in reply to question two, we've got John Kagan going mixed bag, but the B2B has slowed down noticeably. Um, Mark Saltarelli replies um, to David Bowden, where David Bowden, but David had said B2B, which seems to be varied from industry to industry. The companies that are investing in digital channels seem to be doing well on the whole. The search volumes for technical niches seem to be down in our niches anyway. Mark replies, it's been weird. I've seen a lot of changes for search in B2B, but LinkedIn performance has been exceedingly normal. I've had a few campaigns with crazy low CPLs, but for the most part, performance has been stable. John Kagan replies to question three saying yes, but also making a contingency month by month budget that will trigger based on certain parameters. Replying to question three, Ryan Bennion goes new year. 
new strategy can't do what we did last year because so many things have changed for the better. Looking at ways to um, engage audiences and create equality um, content along with a great landing page experience has been my focus. And Ryan Benning replies, B2C, DTC, I could be wrong, but I don't think B2B sees the craziness of Q4 ads management like DTC does. And that's in reply to question two. Cole Soulswage replies to question three saying, um, yeah, I reviewed for my own curiosity, but for the most part, looking at month to month is more telling when factoring in changes made to web experience strategy given over um, over a given month. Um, and then, yeah, in replies to Ryan, when Ryan had said, I could be wrong, but I don't think B2B sees the craziness of Q4 ads management like DTC does. Julie replies, not in my experience, I have done far less e-com than other types of PPC work. I had an e-com client last year in Q4 and it was insane. Um, and then, yeah, Julie goes on to question four saying, do you have anything planned that is drastically different from what you have done in the past by any accounts? If so, what and why is it different um, this year? Um, yeah, still just putting my plan together and not reached, yeah, reached that stage where I'm knowing exactly what the plan is, I think. Well, everything is new, and so nothing that is going to be different. Um, but I think in terms of our audiences, what Brain Labs are going to be doing is very different. Um, Julia Vice replies question four saying, it's mostly about overlap with everything suddenly on at once. I'm very aggressively managing audience and keyword overlap on all platforms. Um, and then David Bolden replies to Mark where he had said it's been weird. I've seen a lot of changes for search um, in B2B, but LinkedIn performance has been exceedingly normal, um, has been exceedingly normal. David replies, we've started looking at LinkedIn again. It was never a lucrative channel for us historically, but the targeting options seems like they could be really useful. We're seeing a much lower conversion rate from our Google ads, though, currently. Uh, yeah. We're seeing a much lower conversion rate from our Google ads, though, currently. Yeah, no surprise there. Julie replies, I love um, doing seed campaigns on LinkedIn and then retargeting those audiences on Facebook. Um, David replies, that's a very cool idea. Might have to try that. Um, and Julie replies, you can also create a lookalike audience based on your LinkedIn um, LinkedIn traffic on Facebook. These clicks are cheap. Uh, Mark replies, I've also recently had a ton of recent success with using their skills targeting um, recently to reach people who will find specific content or product helpful. Andrea replies, a lot of people don't know that skills on LinkedIn also consider what the user has written in their bio. So you tend to get really nice targeted people. Oh, don't know the skills on LinkedIn. Also consider what the user has written in their bio. I like that. So do you have to do put skills and then hyphen, say what your skills are? Or they just pick up things. I really, yeah, I didn't know that. And that's definitely, definitely super helpful um, as David Burden replies to that. Julia Vise um, replies to question four saying it's mostly about overlap with everything suddenly on at once. I'm very aggressively managing audience and keyword overlap on all platforms. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Andrea Cruz where um, replied to Julia Vise where Julia had said Q1 is, uh, is the Black Friday for B2B. Come on, tax season. Um, Andrea replies, this is correct. Q1 tends to be busier for B2B. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, looking forward to, to seeing how that turns out for us um, for in January. Um, and then, yeah, Sam replies to um, yeah Julie, where Julie had said, what kind of things are you factoring in for election adjustments? Um, where, and this was Julie replying to Sam's answer about doing, um, yeah, 
um, election adjustments in terms of like yeah behaviouring and layering uh, in terms of planning for Q4 2020. Um, Julie replies, yeah, what kind of things are you factoring in for election adjustments? Do you mean if the industry is likely to be positively or negatively impacted depending on the election's outcome or something else? Sam replies, right now I'm looking at four vectors, but this is def definitely still under development. One, shifts in cost or competition. Two, shifting demands based on geo-industry user. Three, significant unrest or disturbances. Four, significant shifts in underlying economic conditions. Um, re um, Julia replies, underlying, people have way less dollars to spend. I mean, I hear you, but it's worth being explicit at least this year. Um, Sam replies, shifts don't just go one way way if another stimulus is passed or another extension of the UI benefits come to fruition, a lot of people who ordinarily might be hurting could see a significant cash infusion. Um, Julia, Julia, Julia Vice here replies, true, but that's a big if. I'm up here and our stimulus has bit more, was a bit more consistent, but lots of people still lost jobs and are focused on saving rather than spending. It's the actual wallet plus the fear of future hits that will keep people from spending. Sam replies, the issue is that most consumers don't have that luxury. I tend to use the Fred data and it's not nearly as gloom and doom as many would have. Um, and yeah, he shares the links to um, Fred Estill Lose Fed. And um, that's a personal consumption expenditures by major type of products. That is very interesting. It's in dollars, but I'll put that link on my link tree um, link. So that's linktr.ee dot e e forward slash PPC chat underscore roundup. And that'll be one that one of the links I provide. Um, and then, yeah, it's um, Ryan Benyon Ryan Benyon replies, if another stimulus passes, oh boy, it's going to be money, money, money. Um, and then, yeah, Julia replies to that, when you're right, you're right. It's truly all over the place. My SQR client, um, my QSR even client, um, it's the same, same letters, so I thought I was reading SQR. <laughs> but my QSR client has really suffered due to foot traffic and so has my travel client, but I hear lots of amazing stuff from e-com. Sam replies, my CPG clients have been doing brilliantly well, as have ironically a number of financial service services clients tech has been stable to increase stable to increasing most b2b is pretty stable travel events traditional education is equal to all down but virtual education up yeah virtual education definitely is the rave right now but um, i'll say that again my cpg clients have been doing brilliantly well as have ironically a number of financial services clients tech has been stable to increasing most b2b is pretty stable travel events traditional and education traditional education is all down but virtual education up so yeah so julia vice replied that's exactly the environment for financial services and education nice job so yeah a mixture of stuff that are working so if you've got a varied type of client set yeah you don't really need to be too worried there um and then yeah so <laughs> and what then Julie replies to um, Sam's answer where he gave the, the four main like different, uh, significant shift that he expects um, to see in terms of shifts in costs on competition, um, shifting demands based on geo, significant unrest and disturbances, significant shifts in underlying economic conditions. Um, yeah, Julie replies, if you're not following Sam outside of the weekly chats, you really should. He shares smart stuff like this all the time. Yes, I definitely follow, follow Sam 
follow Sam even. Um, and yeah, he goes, does give some great insights. Ryan Bennion replies to question four saying, I've sold out of top inventory on Black Friday before and had to cancel Cyber Monday sales because of that. Blessings and curve leaving um, dollars on the table by um, poor forecast. Trying to avoid that this year and we've prepped well for it as best as we can anyway. Dara Denny replies to question four saying the biggest change for this year is encouraging my clients to approach Q4 as more of a cyber season as opposed to the week we had in years past with bigger retailers starting their offers as early as October 1st. We're trying to remain competitive with offers. Um, so, yeah. People read, yeah, retailers are starting offers. Um, the, some of our big supermarket stores, like uh, Marks and Spencer or Waitrose, I believe, already have mint spice going on, which in the UK is a big Christmas time treat. I don't know about that, guys. Still, wait, we're not ready for that. I'm not ready for Christmas yet. Oh, we've got Dogar Thomas. I didn't realize he was in the chat. Um, so, yeah, he, in terms of his answer to question four, he, he's this is a three parts, by the way. First part, scope of work. There's just a lot more every step of every campaign. Um, um, two, trust the fungus. Work with recommendations and new best practices to realign my industry standard. And yes, he did say trust the fungus. Um, BHAG in, is part three. Get back to big ideas and working backwards to strategy and tactics. Those are some good good tips. And then going on to um, announce question three, Anna Blankengo still planning on looking year on year, but also looking at how that trend line compares to last year. So are the trends for this year comparable to last year's trends, even if the numbers are not directly comparable? Daniel Vardy replies to question four saying, I'm going to do advertising through Hulu because of the growth in connected TV and rising costs of programmatic vendors that used to also um, use connected TV. Um and we've got, um, yeah, Sam replying to um, Richard uh, Fergie, where he says um, um, IME CPMs in battleground states go through the roof. Sam replies, it's possible, but I think um, looking at battleground states as a whole is a bit too vague for most brands. For instance, in Philadelphia, with a Biden win, I think you may see CPMs in the T remain stubbornly high, while CPMs in Philly plus the collar revert to normal um and then tim halloran replies to question four saying yeah for some SaaS accounts we already have plans in place to just shut things off during q4 spikes and turn stuff back on later in the year for an e-com we're gonna focus more spend a month before um bf and not the day a week reasons for both but different than usual and Mark Soltarelli replies to question four, saying that I think this is a part one, um, saying for one SaaS client, we are shifting to um, on-demand webinar downloads as the primary LinkedIn offer, much which I previously would have never done, but we have a ton due to COVID. CPLs are crazy low, $8 for some campaigns, and we're seeing SQLs. Um, Kirk Williams replies to question four, saying we are really clearing our plates of our normal optimization where more purposefully around um, bottom funnel um, CM or BFCM even this year. So we already have the bandwidth for inevitable um, weirdness and less changes probably means more stability anyway. So win, win. 
Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Dogar Thomas going, um, I'm looking to Q4. Um, yeah, and his part two to question um, uh, four. He says, I'm looking to Q4 at the time that I can test things, um, as the time that I can test things that I've done, I've known to be right, but haven't shifted procedures to fit because I've been getting my feet under me. If I can validate in three months, I can pitch for 2021. El Chase replies to question four, saying inventory management has always been a focal point, but this year it's more of a focal point. Top products for some e-com vendors are difficult to source with the current demand, and this impacts a lot of marketing work from emails, PPC, and even catalogs. And then we've got um, Cole Soulswitch replying to question four, saying not sure I'd call it drastic, but using the recent Google ad search some report changes as a hinge to encourage more time and dollars investment into web page, landing page content revisions and content offers for LinkedIn ads. That's a nice sidestep strategy. I like that thinking. Ryan Benyon replies to um, Ryan Benyon replies to question four, saying don't underestimate the power of amazon prime day either whether you're on amazon or not people are in the mindset to buy on, on prime day i think you for sales or traffic will really start moving or converting from that day to christmas um and then yeah andrea cruz replies to um i think the whole string um from david Bowden where he had said b2b which seems to be um, varied from industry to industry the companies that are investing in digital channels seem to be doing well on the whole um those search volumes for technical niches seem to be down and then she replies the downside of using linkedin audiences in microsoft ads is you can only set them up as observation formally bid only um, which means you are either way um, targeting people outside of such settings um you're either way targeting people outside of such settings i'm not sure i said that right but i hope i got that right and then we've got um, our question five from Julie saying, are you trying anything new for Q4 2020? New platforms, new, new ad types, sorcery, prayer, going full automation. <laughs> I will be trying um, a tad bit of sorcery, a lot of prayer. Um, and then, yeah, I, I'm not sure about new ad types. We've got to be able to see the justification as to whether that would work. And then in response to question four, we've got John Kagan going less linear TV, more YouTube. We all knew this was coming. John Kagan replies to question five saying, starting my Black Friday sales on October 1st. Um, Ryan Benyon replies, um, it's not all about conversions at first. Anyway, this is a great time for people to discover your brand and give them a try. Create a powerful value add to entice them and get them to try your top products ios pixel or cookie blocking is moving it that way um in answer to question five anna blanken goes trying our hand at what google screened can provide it'll be interesting to see those results across industries also testing some more automated bidding strategies as they haven't done well in the past and let's be honest prayer never hurt no prayer only ever helps um dara denny replies question five saying, i'm advocating to diversity as much as possible for q4 platforms sms and snapchats are my go-to's content and that's mobile first video ugc etc um, and offers um, and that's special bundles free gifts etc are core parts of my strategy i trust the ai but i'm nervous for the creative oh, i don't know if i trust the ai anyway 
uh, Dwayne Brown replies, still looking at year on year, but also compared March and Q2 to what we did the last few years. Then try to figure out what Q4 growth could be this year based on what we did past years in Q4. It's not perfect, but I'm betting we can double sales for some clients year on year in Q4. Mark Saltarelli replies, would love to try some sorcery in Q4 to combat whatever the heck Google is doing. Big changes are trying new offer types, investing more outside of Google, shifting back to more manual, less automation and being more proactive with negatives. Um, and he goes on, I'm making Andrea Cruz's keyword planner negative strategy, as well as anticipating close variants and adding as exact match negatives as part of my launch process for search. I also expect to do a lot more retargeting yeah i think that's a good idea and i think that's what um i'll be adding some of that into our plan our marketing strategy um julia vice replies hulu for one client but mostly budgets are low enough that we're looking for tried and true I'll chase replies to question five. I'm saying I'm advocating advocating more video advertising with clients still feel like this is underused. Um, and then, yeah, Julie goes on to question six saying Amazon Prime days are coming up in two weeks. Does this impact anything you were planning for Q4 2020? We're B2B, so short answer, no. But then, yeah, we've got El Chase replying to Julia Vice, where Julia Vice had said Hulu for one client and replied to question five. But mostly budgets are low enough that we're looking for tried and true. El Chase replies, all these new video platforms are an exciting opportunity, especially since they are still fairly new and hopefully cheap and hopefully still showing quite a bit of data in terms of what you're doing. And yeah, in reply to question six, um, Andrea Cruz pretty much shares my views on this exactly as well. And she goes, my wallet, <laughs> in reply to um, whether she's planning um, anything for Q4 2020 for in terms of Amazon Prime Day. Uh, and she continues, but not my paid efforts for my clients. Cole Solzwich replies, I'm moving next week. So was going to say something similar. Bring on the sales. Got to furnish it up. Julia Vice replies, um, I have a pal over at Article who is probably aiming for a big win this quarter. Uh, and Yen Coles was like right up my alley. And then we've got Julie giving us question seven as well. I'm saying because Facebook always has an October surprise, it seems um, Facebook is dropping their attribution window from 28 days down to only seven. Will this impact your accounts? What, if anything, are you planning to do as a result of this change? Um, and then, yeah, we've got... Um, yeah, Julie also sharing the link from Suzanne um, Wenogard, um, I think, yeah, Wenogard, Wenograd even, um, saying, she, yeah, she did a write-up on this. Um, if you haven't heard or read about it, I'll be adding this link, yes, to my link tree, um, yeah, set of links as well. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Julia Vice replying to question seven, probably not for us, but I can see it playing hell with sale with sales data um and then yeah john kagan replies to question six saying no because at this point in the pandemic prime day is as relevant as international bacon day um and that's um the 5th of september and national bacon day the 30th of december unrelated my bacon client i've got coupon codes if anyone wants up oh do you deliver to the uk i'm literally living on um 
bacon and eggs on on toast these days. I love that mix with some avocado as well. Bacon, eggs, and avocado on toast. Love it. Tim Halloran replies, "Going to um, going to keep using it for in-channel conversion metrics via the API through Power BI for the time being, but low term will switch it to seven day, maybe end of year. Annoying. They recommended it for a decade. Then I like, ah, it's not great, so you shouldn't use it anyway." Dara Denny replies to question seven saying, I'm still trying to figure out what this means exactly for my clients, especially the ones with longer conversion windows. One of my clients sells $1,600 products. I'm pretty uncertain about this new development, so we'll see. John Kagan replies to question seven saying, it's like Facebook doesn't want people to like them. Yeah, it really does. doesn't look like that. Even with the new UI, their desktop, new desktop UI, it's driving me mad. Do not like it. Sam replies question seven saying this is definitely going to cause some issue for a few of our higher price point B2C clients as well as our recruiting clients. We're planning to use historical data as a prior for modeling to adjust plus more audiences to segment plus some action sets. And then we've got Sam giving an interesting reply to John Kagan, where John had said, it's like Facebook doesn't want people to like them. Sam replies, well, everyone really hates Google right now. So FP probably figures it's a good day to do something bad because we won't have the bandwidth to hate them sufficiently. Ah, uh, yes, that's a very interesting take. Uh, Mark replies, this is a fantastic take. Yeah, me too. Julia replies, my well of available IR for platforms is bottomless. Um, Julia Vice replies, I promise by the the dark and burning heart within me, there's enough hate to go around. Oh, bless you, Julia. Yeah, you need a coffee or nice hot chocolate, actually. That's what that's what I recommend for you. <laughs> uh, Mark Saltarelli replies to question seven, saying, for the first time since I started PPC, I'm actually not doing any Facebook right now. Um, DB, DB2B, this won't affect me much. I mostly um, use lead gen forms, and when I use LPs, I still... Um, I'll still be able to see the conversion in the CRM. It's not like the 28 day CV window helps automation. Um, and then, yeah, Gary Spagnoli replies to question seven saying this will have an impact on all of our ad reporting. We're looking into alternative attribution windows, possibly going all in with Google Analytics for measuring ROAS. Um, Julie replies to question eight. Um, Julie gives us question eight even with the last question of the day. Any bold predictions for Q4 2020? Ooh, let's look into our um, crystal balls now. Oh, but before we get to that, we've got El Chase replying saying, I only do, uh, replying to question seven saying, I only do Facebook for a couple clients. But if you use source codes in your links, you can still do fiscal reporting through your analytics platforms. Andrea Cruz replies to question eight. First prediction, Google Ads makes broad match extra broad. <laughs> oh, God, shoot me now, really. Um, yeah, Tim Halloran replies to question eight saying everything will be predictable and not crazy and everyone will relax and chill and have a good time. Ha, I wish. Maybe on December 25th, but I'm not sure about the other days. Um, Ryan Bennion replies to question seven, saying, not a big deal. I've never liked the 28-day window anyway. It's always been overinflated. Um, 
Yeah, and then we've got um, yeah Gary Spag Spagnoli replied to question seven saying this will have an impact on all of our ad reporting. We're still looking into alternative attribution windows for measuring ROAS. Um, and then yeah, Julia replies to that saying this is a good moment for most of my clients to be on GA three sixty. Um, Mark Saltarelli replies to uh, question eight saying prediction um, Google eliminates um, match types and manual CPC to double down. On how much they hate us come on that's just literally been like worse than the grinch worse than the grinch over christmas so yeah google cannot cannot do that julia vice just replies with like an image of the the lady from that seven the mother from that 70s shows just pouring and a bottomless um a bottle of alcohol definitely into a jug to drink so yeah let's just get drunk um <laughs> colin slattery replies goes just back for lunch from blanche um for question eight for an answer to question eight not sure if it's bold but i think there's still um there, i think there will be massive civil unrest and widespread violence the post-election months i'm picturing egypt during the Mubar the mubarak Overthrow. Oh, oh Lord, I hope it's not that bad. I'll just be staying indoors anyway. Um, Julia Vice replies to question eight saying, I think shipping is going to be a major issue, even for those who have a solid supply chain and setup. And the election is such a wild card. Oh, Lord. Um, and then, yeah, we reply to uh, Andrea Cruz replies to Mark Saltarelli, where Mark um, had said, yeah, Google eliminates match times and manual CPCs to double down on how much they hate us. Um, yeah, I like that one. Andrea Cruz replies to um, that saying, oh, they double down on auto applied recs to help. Uh, yeah, also applied recommendations to help in, in quotation marks. You focus on strategy rather than the day-to-day -day operations. It even sounds like them. Yeah, totally. Just just focus on the strategy stuff that you only need to change maybe once a month. And so, yeah, the client doesn't really need to pay you that much, right? Uh, Ryan Bernion replies to question eight saying, I don't think this is bold, but I think this will be the biggest Q4 in online consumer spending in years when measured by quarter. I don't think this will be the biggest Black, Black Friday or Cyber Monday because the sales will be all throughout the quarter. Um, the sales will be all throughout the quarter. Mm -hmm. El Chase replies to question A saying Google will make changes that increases the alcohol consumption by marketers by more than 50%. Yeah, by definitely 100% at least. Sam replies, I don't like this game, but in my opinion, one. Here we go. Google makes another crazy change. I think it's going to be a nerf to negatives, but oof. Um, two not traditional platform, non-traditional platforms like TikTok, Snap might emerge as Facebook becomes way too political three i'm better on microsoft um being good i'm betting on microsoft being good okay um yeah I, yeah <laughs> i i predicted that he meant i'm betting on microsoft being good so yeah guys use microsoft more dara denny replies to question 18 i have two predictions both contradicting each other okay one cyber season will not only be the biggest so far but the biggest for the next two to three years due to e-com growth during COVID. Um, and I think, yeah, it's just about the industry. And um, and then she replies, she, she goes on to part two of that saying, because the buying season is extended, it won't be as impactful. Mm, okay, bigger season, but it won't be as impactful because it'll be extended because of this year, next year. I don't know. Um, and then, yeah, Ryan Bennion replies to question eight saying, not a lot of talk about this. I remember growing up 
Um, oh no, when, yeah, so when Julie replied to question 18, I think shipping is going to be a major issue. Even those who have a solid supply chain and setup, um, and the election is such a wild card. And um, Ryan Bennion replies to that, saying, Not a lot of talk about this. I remember growing up, my neighbor worked for UPS and he was doing 60 to 70 hours in November. So six to seven hour weeks in November, December. Can you imagine what happens if they go on a strike? Supply chain delays. That's a problem for both B2C, storefronts and DTC. Um, yeah, so <laughs> in terms of, yeah, in reply to that, Julie replies, order stuff in October just to be on the safe side. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, Elchez replies, seriously, we already started our shopping for the season. And yeah, maybe I'll start doing that for my family, especially my sister in the U.S. Um, and then, yeah, I think um, this is um, part two of um, Sam's answer to question eight. Um, yeah, he goes, but if we're going bigger than platforms, then one, COVID, second, third wave hits hard, data is spotty, people don't trust the numbers. Two, significant disruptions to supply chains, especially in cities due to unrest. Three, political seasons extends into December. Um, and then on a positive side, one, US passes another significant 1.5 trillion um, dollar stimulus that hits before um, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Two, COVID plus sorry covid plus strange times makes e-com more effective but extends um black friday um cyber monday three non-traditional channels allow for meaningful diversification um plus start to check facebook or instagram i believe that was um and yeah we come to the end of our chat that was a very lively one i found and oh i'm so bummed that i missed the live version um yeah julie says it's 1 p.m here in philadelphia already and that's 6 p.m on our end with which point i was like i just finished my last meeting um thank you for um a great chat today i'll be hosting next week it's the topic to be decided Dwayne brown will be hosting in two weeks time to talk about e-com holiday strategy um and yeah things definitely one not to miss um and then yeah julie mentioned that um chat recaps um and a form to suggest topics is on the ppc chat website which is official ppcchat.com a link i'll be putting in my link tree um yeah set of links as well so yeah i hope you found that very useful i've i've I found that very riveting i said there were some like great images there um I'll actually finish off and just, I'm just seeing John Kager's answer to question eight, which is his prediction saying my money is on the murder wasps making a comeback and we declare war on a really randomly tiny place that makes no sense like Angela or Nauru. So yeah, that's from the US. Let's, let's really hope that doesn't happen. Um, so what are your predictions for Q4? Do you, um, are you, are you like on the same page with any of our experts? Are there, other predictions that we have not thought of yet um let us know yeah but before we um close off the chat for today we've got um yeah the answer to our ppc chat um uh, quiz of the week um so yeah you remember the question so the question was when did google shopping um get first introduced so when was the full date of when google shopping was introduced and bonus point if you can guess what the name of what it was originally so the date of when it was introduced the 12th of december 2002 so its anniversary is coming up soon and it was first called frugal as an f-r-o-o-g-l-e frugal 
as in, yeah, Google, frugal. Um, we changed into Google Shopping. I find that <laughs> quite a funny name. Um, so anyway, yeah, hope you have found this chat very useful. Oh, wow. I feel that was, that's a long, that was a long one today. That's one of our longest one. And I hope you really um, get into the meat of it because we get some really great um, advice here today. Um, but yeah, I hope you found this very useful, taking some great takeaways. This is like one of our biggest takeaway ones in terms of what to expect for Q4, whether to do year on year analysis, you know, what's Google going to do? What's Facebook going to do? Um, yeah, what other social platforms are going to do? Um, but yeah, if you want to chat about this topic or any paid media or data analysis solutions, do get in touch with me by sending me an email at hello at mindswan.com or get to me on any of my, um, uh, yeah, social media handles, um, social media with the handle mindswan PPC across Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's the same one across all of them. So not multiple social media handles, just one social media handles, multiple social media platforms. And then, yeah, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye.